Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who belonged to the evil one and slaughtered his brother. Why did he slaughter him? Because his own works were evil and those of his brother righteous. Do not be amazed then, sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Whoever does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life remaining in him. The way we came to know love was that he laid down his life for us. So we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If someone who has worldly means sees a brother in need and refuses him compassion, how can the love of God remain in him? Children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Now this is how we shall know that we belong to the truth and reassure our hearts before him and whatever our hearts condemn. For God is greater than our hearts and knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence in God. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus decided to go to Galilee and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see the sky opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. A bonfire of booze. That is what Louis Charles Levin, who would go on to be a Pennsylvania congressman, conducted in 1842. It was a huge public demonstration against taverns and the issuing of liquor licenses. Levin started a journal as well called The Temperance Advocate. In the 1840s, immigrants from Ireland and Germany had flooded into America's big cities, including Levin's own city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. And with the immigration came an increase in drunkenness and crime. My own Irish forefathers, three brothers from Limerick, came in through New York in 1842, the same year as Levin's bonfire of booze. One of them became a priest. But was drinking among the Irish and Germans, was that Louis Charles Levin's real problem? 
or was his problem more of a political one? You see, the poor Irish and Germans were Catholic for the most part. And due to their large families, they were starting to take over the cities in the Protestant United States. In 1843, a public school ruling was passed that excused Catholic children from Bible reading class because the Protestant King James Version was used. In 1844, Levin went into an Irish Catholic neighborhood and started a protest, but the locals ran him off. Levin returned with 3,000 mostly peaceful protesters who started a riot, killing dozens of people, injuring hundreds more, and leaving many homeless. Most of the neighborhood homes were burned, and two Catholic churches were completely demolished. Louis Charles Levin went on to become the founder of the Know Nothing Party. The Know Nothing Party were made up of nativists that sought to check the soaring influence of immigrants, particularly Catholic ones, who were, quote-unquote, controlled by a pope and bishops. When questioned about their harassment of Catholics, party members would answer, I know nothing. John Newman was a seminarian from Bohemia when he came in through New York in 1836 with a dollar in his pocket. He was ordained a priest three weeks later and went to work among the German-speaking immigrants in western New York. In 1852, against his will, he became the bishop of Philadelphia, a town of riots and know-nothings. Newman was not well received. The few wealthy and influential Catholics wanted a, a refined gentleman with a great personality. Newman was short, he was five foot two, undignified looking, and spoke with a thick Bohemian accent. The Irish in Philadelphia, of course, wanted someone Irish. Newman, however, was very intelligent. He knew several languages, was an excellent administrator and a tireless worker. The story goes that when an Irish woman went to confession to the newly installed bishop, she confessed her sins in Irish, Gaelic. Newman, on the other side of the screen, absolved her in Gaelic. Upon leaving the confessional, she was heard to say in her Irish brogue, well, praise be Jesus, at least we have an Irish bishop. Under Newman's care, the number of Catholic schools in Philadelphia increased from two to 100. He was the first to organize a diocesan school system, making him one of the major founders of Catholic education in America. His greatest attribute, however, was his love for his flock. People woke up to that fact after he died collapsing in the snow, working himself to death at the age of 48 in 1860. St. John Newman was canonized a saint of the Catholic Church in 1977. He was the first, and I think the only, United States bishop to become a saint. <laughs> 